Auxiliary, uh, right now somebody might be out there looking at your house thinking it looks exactly like something they'd like to have for themselves. And the bad news is, these days, there are ways to make that happen. If you happen to be a little, I don't know, savvy on the internet, which is why you need Home Title Lock. A Home Title Lock can stop this. Title fraud happens when a criminal forges your signature on documents stating that you sold your home to them. Then he takes out loans against your home and leaves you with the payments. Sounds like holiday fun, I know, but you're going to spend a fortune in legal fees trying to prove you didn't commit fraud. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect a cyber thief or a renter or a relative trying to forge their way onto your home's title, they can help shut it down. If you value your home and your peace of mind, the best thing you can do is get to HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address, see if you're already a victim, and use the code RADIO for 30 risk-free days of protection. The code is RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Code is RADIO. We have uh, the latest on the Omicron variant. Omicron. (laughs) It sounds scary. It's much better than new, (laughs) I think. Or Z. Or Z. The G variant would be the original one. Yes, Mm -hmm. it was. Monday Black Cyber Monday. It's Cyber Monday. I love that. Oh, I've been wait. I have my tree decorated for it. I am so excited for Cyber Monday. I don't know about you, but I just love it. You know that the only bad thing about Cyber Monday is you don't get to beat somebody to death if they're standing in front of you with the deal that you wanted. And I think call me old fashioned. But I kind of like the idea that the guy with the biggest club gets the cheapest TV. The Glenn Beck Program. And by the way, the other drawback on Cyber Monday, you can't go in uh, and steal something for $999 and get away with it. (laughs) What is this world coming to? Don't you see what technology is doing to us? No doubt your email box is bursting at the seams with Cyber Monday deals. Are any of them prioritizing your home's beauty and the functionality of your home at an affordable cost? I don't think so. Blinds.com is having their Cyber Monday sale, and it does exactly that. Now is the time to uh, order totally customized window treatments during Blinds.com's best sale of the year. They make it easy and affordable to make uh, your home improvement. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to actually, and I strangely say this because I would never believe I would enjoy it. I actually enjoyed the measuring and the ordering process because I really actually learned something. (laughs) I'm trying to, uh, you know, when you take a, a measuring tape and you have to fold it, 
you know, at the corner and you're like, okay, I got to fold it here. So you get an accurate measurement. Did you know you didn't have to do that? You know what I'm talking about? You can actually lay the tape measure down and then pull the tape measure out to the other side of like the window. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the bottom of the tape measure. Is I'm the only one that didn't know this? Oh, good. Thank you, Stu. Mm -hmm. You look at the bottom of the tape measure and it tells you how many inches the tape measure is. So you add that to it's fantastic. Now, what is a tape measure? Oh, my God. Can you? <laughs> I'll explain it later. Okay, right, I just okay. learned about it myself. Okay. So anyway, I learned that for the because I was I'm like I'm trying to bend and she's and this woman she says, uh, "Why don't you just lay the tape measure in?" And I'm like, "Cause I don't know." How, and she's like, "Have you checked on the bottom of it?" I thought that was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Anyway, so you'll actually enjoy the experience. Might learn something too. Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Save up to forty five percent off everything plus. Premium doorbusters and additional savings off your entire order going on right now at blinds.com. Save up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, my goodness. Omicron. I think that should be a transformer. (laughs) And in a way, it is. This is the transformation now of COVID-19. It is so deadly, so deadly that, let me see if I can get this, the Belgian, I think it's the Belgian prime minister says this should be called (laughs) COVID-21. So we should say that it was discovered in the year that it was discovered? He says it's three times more infectious than the original virus so it should be instead of covid nine quoting instead of covid 19 it should be covid 21 <laughs> 20 21 that's two shouldn't it be 22 <laughs> so i don't weird. i have no idea so anyway the uh, the panic began uh just this weekend the world medical association chair Demanding now national lockdowns uh, and uh, making sure that everyone is mandated all around the world. He says uh, the new South African variant is a good example uh, of the mutations and us trying to prevent every possible infection and how it can't be done. We don't know anything about its dangerousness yet, but it seems to be spreading rapidly. Now, there's no fear-mongering on this following sentence. Again, we don't know anything about its dangerousness, but it seems to be spreading rapidly. My great concern is it could lead to a variant that is as infectious as Delta, but as dangerous as Ebola. <laughs> as dangerous as Ebola? Ebola. Wow. Yeah, it, it might have mutated a little faster <laughs> right. uh, than, uh, you know, it's weird to go from like you're sick and if you're old, you could die like from pneumonia kind of like thing mm-hmm. to blood shooting out <laughs> of every orifice of your body. That's the danger of Omicron. <laughs> Omicron. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to become Ebola. 
Really? Yeah. You're going to come up and I'm say that right now. I'm going to come out and say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the next. This is from CNN. Their headline. Omicron variant puts world in a race against time. <laughs> a race against time. Mm. Huh. Now, the biostatistician professor, Sheila Bird, said the test results from Amsterdam were concerning, but more data is needed adding that the vaccination status and age distribution of those infected will also need to be considered before any conclusions could be made about this variant the situation should be seen with alert rather than alarm until we know more okay so that doesn't that doesn't sound like ebola does it no because he wouldn't really need a lot of time you know yeah, the patients came in and they they were bleeding out of their eyes and boils all over their body. Give it more time. Let's 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 see what let's happens. See what happens. Yeah, this. I mean, it, yes, it's a little different than the normal cough and right. fever, but let's give it a couple of weeks. Okay, so now here is the South African doctor who was the one who kind of found this strain. She was the first one to go. There's something else here. This is different. Uh, We've seen a lot of Delta patients during the third wave, and this one didn't fit the clinical picture. Most uh, most patients we are seeing have very, very mild symptoms, and none of them so far have been admitted uh, to the hospital. We've been able to treat these patients conservatively at home. Hmm. Also, so far, patients have not reported a loss of smell or taste, and there has been no major drop in oxygen levels with the new variant. The most prominent clinical complaint is severe fatigue for one or two days and a headache and body aches and pain. I my general like normal stance is severe fatigue. Like I just <laughs> that's just my normal life. What I, I wouldn't even right. notice this. I wouldn't notice it. I just, just want to go back to bed. Right. That's, yeah, that's the way I the start way, my day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So again, just based on the woman right. who discovered the variant, right? Um, that doesn't sound like Ebola. No, and doesn't sound like something we should worry about. Really? Yeah. You now, know, my understanding is that most of the patients they've seen with it have been younger, right? So yeah, forty. Yeah, they say it's it's hitting people under forty. Under forty. Yeah, but so, again, but again, with severe fatigue, it's definitely not for both. one or two days. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't think there's any other uh-huh. than one crazy person's. Like, right. But the media, the tone of the media oh, no. coverage feels We're like it's in a race against yeah. time. That is what it feels like. Yeah. OK. All right. Uh, so here's here's the truth on this. It was detected in Botswana and South Africa while we were having our turkey. Since then, Canada, Germany, the UK, Hong Kong, Belgium, Singapore and Holland all have had cases of Omicron. No confirmed cases here in the United States. It has been found now in more than a dozen nations, most contact tracing showing travel from South Africa as the most common source. South Africa's had had more than 200 confirmed cases as of yesterday. Uh, The chairwoman of the South African Medical Association assured the media that while they're closely monitoring the situation, the good news is that to date there have been no deaths 
from the new variant and quoting most people have mild very very mild <laughs> symptoms end quote um so uh we we have the we have the mutation the media wants you to panic over this there is no reason to panic over this however New York has declared a state of emergency. New York, New York has declared a state of emergency, despite not a single case being identified in the state or the country yet. By the way, uh, yes, no, not, I mean yeah. that will probably happen soon. Sure, but we don't have any in the country at this time. We, we probably know don't know about it because the symptoms are very, very, very mild. mild. Uh, the governor of California, Michigan, and New York have issued health alert warnings to public agencies, including schools, about the new variant of concern. Uh, despite the fact there's no evidence the new variant is more virulent or deadly. Now, Stu, you're into this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're into stats. Sure. You're into science. Mm-hmm. This show is known, known for its scientific breakthroughs. Yes, mostly our 44-part series. Right. On science in general. On science in general. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm a doctor. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. And feel free to talk down to me. Okay. Okay. Pretend I don't know. But when you have a virus like COVID, what is the virus's goal? Uh, to find a new host, to replicate. To find a new mm-hmm. host, mm-hmm. right. What stops a virus from finding a new host? Uh, uh, well, I, it not being uh, no pathway to transmit. Okay, right? all right. Or mm-hmm. the host dies. R- okay, the host okay. could die, yes. The host mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. When the host dies, the virus dies. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody's like, hey, let's play with grandpa's dead body. Right. Okay? Which does right. happen in the movies does often. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Especially in California and New York and Michigan. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if the virus acts like, oh, I don't know, every other virus known to man, mm-hmm. the virus looks for a way to spread faster, mm-hmm. but be less deadly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct? Usually this is what happens. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In almost all circumstances with a virus, almost, it, generally speaking, becomes less deadly, more virulent, because that's in the best interest of the virus. Usually that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So let me ask you and something. And this is, by the way, why, despite the eye bleeding, yeah. <laughs> Ebola has only killed 11,000 people exactly globally right. since the beginning of time. Yes. And, and, and all generally in a little area. Very little area. It's very hard right. to uh, continue the transmission lines because it tends to kill most of the people. Kills everybody quickly. And then mm-hmm. people are like, hey, I haven't heard from Uncle Bob in a while. I haven't heard from Aunt Helen either. Maybe we should get on these space suits and go see what happened to the village. <laughs> right. 
Okay, it doesn't spread and, because it kills people so quickly. And there's tons of Aunt Helens in these villages. That's <laughs> tons, one thing you need tons, to know. Tons, mm-hmm. tons. They're almost all named Helen. So with that understanding, mm-hmm. I have a very important question. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give it to you in 60 seconds. There are those who lead and those who follow. And when it's time for you to buy or sell a house, especially in this housing market, the type of person you need as a real estate agent is the former, not the latter. You need a leader. A number of years ago, I got fed up with the follower types, um, and I kind of felt like a follower because I didn't know. I, I don't know how to get a good real estate agent. I mean, you know, you just find one in the phone book and you call them. Or, you, you know, you look at the sign and you're like, oh, that person looks like they're qualified. How do you find a good real estate agent? How do you know? Well, uh, I was doing work with about 500 of the best real estate agents in the country. uh, And that's according to the Wall Street Journal. And I asked them that question. There actually is a formula. There is something that the right real estate agent, the good real estate agents all do. So we put that formula together and we started looking for real estate agents and pass them on to you now as a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Want a leader? Want somebody to help you buy or sell at the right price? Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay. All right. Okay. So they don't want us to question this science at all Uh, because questioning Fauci is questioning science. He actually said that again this weekend. I know. This is his defense. He's just science. science. He is science. The voice of science. No, you got a voice of science. (laughs) So anyway, uh, they don't want you to question anything. Well, I have a couple of questions. Let's start with a pessimistic one. Knowing how viruses generally mutate, Mm -hmm. they generally mutate like the Spanish flu did and become less deadly, more virulent. In seeing how everybody in the government and science and the WHO and the UN held an emergency meeting over the weekend... An emergency meeting for something that the person who discovered this variant said it's causing very, very mild symptoms. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Pessimistic side. Do you know something that I don't know? As as the U.N. and the W.H.O. and Fauci Do you know, like, for instance, where this virus originally came from? And do you know maybe that it was messed around with man? And so this would react differently than your average virus? Do you know something about the makeup of this virus that you're not telling us that makes you go, good God, man, it came out of our lab we know what it's going to mutate into. <laughs> it's very pessimistic. Very pessimistic, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, and this is the 
not so pessimistic. Okay. Okay. Or are you just causing all of this fear so you can stay in control of everything? Hmm. None of these seem optimistic. Uh, that's as optimistic <laughs> yeah. as I can get. <laughs> I mean, I think you could you could argue, right? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. they have hyped how many of these things? I mean, all uh, of them? All of them, right? They've yeah, all yeah, been yeah. hyped. The overwhelming majority of them, no, this, you this. probably never read a story about, right? Like, the Epsilon variant was maybe a kicker story for two days, right? Uh, the one that... I freaked out. Right, I locked but, myself uh, in for two days. Again, but... The right. media didn't even freak out. Right. There were some of that, right? And mm-hmm. we mocked mm-hmm. it at yeah. the time. Right. They are reacting differently than they have to other variants. Now, the <laughs> yeah. best case scenario, I think, here is that when they had a serious variant last time, which was mm-hmm. Delta, and mm-hmm. it ravaged India and killed up to a, you know multiple millions of people, mm-hmm. we didn't really do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. they're just overreacting and overly concerned. This would be, I or think, I, the optimistic take here. Okay, I've got another optimistic mm-hmm. take. Or the people that are in charge <laughs> yes. are so freaking racist ah. that when they see something come from Africa, yeah. they immediately go, Ebola. They immediately right. go, it's oh, bad, it's, it's exotic. Yes. It's coming from the jungles of Africa. The others have brought it the to us. The others have brought right. it to us. Right, okay. That's, there That's, is that possibility. They're say, just so racist that they immediately go, it's going to be a killer. And that's kind of Africa's take, by the way. They're like... You guys are just punishing us for finding this thing. Yes. Like, why are you? Why are you right. doing this? We shouldn't have even told you about it. Right. You wouldn't have even known about it for right. for a long time. South Africa like, travel. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Because they're saying very, very mild symptoms. Very, very <laughs> so mild. Why are you doing this? So, and it's, it's a fair question. Though we do, of course, maintain the rights to to our own borders. Uh, yeah, of as, course. As, now, at least that's what I thought. However, I don't know the Biden administration may thought I that. Put, may I put another log on the, eh, maybe they're all racists. Okay. Okay. Sure. Let me throw another log <laughs> on that fire. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm only using their words when Donald Trump, after yeah. all kinds of people died, mm-hmm. okay, all kinds of evidence, this is really scary. Yeah. He said travel ban and Joe Biden said that's racist. Right. There's no evidence that mm-hmm. this is anything other than very, very mild, mild symptoms. symptoms. Um, and yet we have a travel ban. Yeah, that you'd think that the person who said the first one was racist would think this is even more racist. Yeah, especially that it came from Africa. Right. What is it you're afraid of, Joe Biden? You know what? You know what? This lockdown is nothing than a racist dog whistle. That these liberals in this administration are blowing at the top of their lungs. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I hate to say that, too. Uh, gives me no pleasure at all. Winter can uh, really put a freeze on your finances when it comes to expensive car repairs. Uh, you don't want to have to deal with a broken heater or get stuck somewhere this time of year because your car broke down. The good news is taking care of a covered repair with Car Shield's administrators, really simple. They handle the paperwork and expensive payments so you don't have to. Car Shield could help you save thousands. I know because Car Shield has done that for me a couple of times. The biggest one, I think, was $6,000 car repair. 
and I I looked at the guy when I walked in, and I'm like, uh, you should have called me before that. And he said, well, we called um, we called Car Shield, and they covered it. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, of course. Get out of here before they figure it out. Car Shield, it is uh, a great blessing when you need it. The best defense against costly repairs that could put you into a deep freeze with your car and your finances. Skip it. It's carshield.com slash bet. Carshield.com deductible may apply. Christmas is right around the corner. Get all the Blaze Media merch you want. Shop.blazemedia.com. Use the code GLEN20 for 20% off. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I can't tell you how glad I am to be back here in the studio in the great state of Texas being able to broadcast. Uh, and I only say that because I spent a week up in Connecticut. Holy mother, what are you thinking? Move. What are you thinking? Now, I used to live in Connecticut, so I get it. Mm, you know, I guess you just feel like it's not so bad. It is. It is. Yeah. A lot of this has to be you have to understand the relative uh, aspect of the rest yeah. of life. It, it, yeah. I thought about this when I because I also I grew up in Connecticut. Right. And I don't think I ever was in love with Connecticut as a place, mainly because I don't like cold weather. Right. So but you don't really realize until you leave. It's a dump heap. <laughs> No, it is. No, it's, it's a dumpy. It's funny because like that, the way it's presented on television is, is like these nice rolling hills and these beautiful homes. And there's certainly areas of it that are nice. But generally speaking, yeah. everything's old. Nothing's wide enough for the, the American male of 2021. No. <laughs> it's all no. too small. It's all falling apart. Yeah. And it's which we're supposed to go, oh, but that's charming. The, no, the charming equals crap. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it always does. It does. Oh, this is a charming house. What's wrong with it? <laughs> That's what you have to say. What's wrong with it? Yeah. No, it's charming. Didn't it's you buy a really charming house quaint. in Connecticut at one I point? I did. Yeah. I did. I bought this charming little farmhouse from 1823. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Little old me from the West. Oh, an old house where I grew up. 1920 was old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, wow, 1820, this is charming. You know, it's got a little work to do, but how can it bad could it be? That bad! It can be that bad! Don't do it! Now, the state of Connecticut should be described as charming. Mm. Which should tell you, get out. <laughs> Get out. And by the way, well, but you want to pay. I don't want you want to leave before you pay your high high taxes. You want to make sure you get those high taxes paid first. Yeah, because that's one of the charming parts of Connecticut. Well, that in all of the businesses that have been closed, Mm. you know, all Mm. the factories that are just like nobody's in that factory for the last 10 years. Wonder why (laughs) that's that's not a covid thing. Yeah, that's not a covid closing. That's just a. Oh, yeah. No, that's abandoned the area. Yeah, that's not a bug of Connecticut. That's a feature (laughs) of Connecticut. You cannot run a business there now, which leads me to another discovery. And I don't say this just about Connecticut, but mainly about people from the east. They're the rudest SOBs I've ever encountered. 
There's very few places that are that rude. Well, that is sort of a feature it of the North. It's not like a you bug. Think of you go walk into a New York deli. New York delis probably, are nice. New York delis are nice. They <laughs> are. They're, no, they're famous for. You know, what do you want? You know, like it's not, there's yeah, not a, the but it's southern not like charm the, is different. It's like the, yeah, but the, the difference is, is they're just, they're like, what do you want? Yeah. Where if you go down south, they're like, why, you are just, yeah. bless your heart. <laughs> they're saying the same thing. They are saying the okay? same thing. Okay, so yes. I'd rather have somebody just come out and say it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, however, well, let me give you a story. So, uh, my, uh, my aunt who I don't, she's, she's older than I am. And let's just leave it at that. Hmm. Uh, she's a sweet, sweet woman. Okay. And my uncle, uncle Ed is, is the same. He's a, he's a business owner. He's been in business forever. He's quiet. He's just a real, they're solid people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're very loyal, especially to local businesses. Mm-hmm. So they go into this, um, this place, uh, Draghi and Sons. It's in Glastonbury, South Glastonbury. And my aunt has bought pies there for years. Mm-hmm. Okay. She brings the pies. Uh, you know, I see, I see my aunt and uncle, you know, on holidays. She brings these great pies. So she goes into this place because she's coming, <laughs> coming down for Thanksgiving. She goes into this place that she's gone for years. And uh, she said, uh, uh, can I get a, uh, I think she said a, uh, a maple apple walnut pie, please. Ladies behind the counter said, I don't know if we have any of those. Let me go check. So she goes back and checks. And all of a sudden, this woman, who is, we find out later, the pie buyer. Don't mess with her. Man. Mm. She comes barreling out of the refrigerator. And she looks at my aunt. She said, we don't carry those. Those are carried by the farm place down the street. And my aunt was like, okay, well, I don't know because I've never been there. Yes, you have. That's where you buy those pies. (laughs) No, I I buy my pies here (laughs) every year. Right. Uh, Well, you do not. You're mistaken because they sell the maple apple walnut down that st- at that store and we've never carried them okay well i've only bought my apple pies here so okay the lady says you're wrong okay she's like i don't, she didn't know where to go with that she's like i no i i know i only buy my pies here this goes on for a while the lady just is like she is angry at my aunt for some reason and uh either that or it's her natural charm which later i find out it is uh she uh she is standing there and she's accusing my aunt of lying (laughs) of betraying this pie place where she's always been you don't even know where you buy your pies and so uh the lady behind the counter said you know we do have uh a what was it? A caramel apple walnut. And my aunt looks at the lady behind the counter. She's like, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's what it was. The pie buying lady looks at my aunt and said, I told you we didn't sell those. You were buying them from down there. She said, no, that's the pie. I, I made a mistake. I said maple instead of caramel. 
And she was like, well, we don't make the maple apple walnut pie. She's like, I got it. I got it. She was so and she just was so demeaning to my aunt. The lady behind the counter said, do you want the caramel apple? And she said, and she looked at the other lady and said, no, I I think I'm going to go down the street and buy that pie. Right. And the lady said, I told you you bought your pies there. My aunt just what turned a weird around. Accusation. I know. Weird, right? <laughs> my aunt just turns around and the lady goes, bitch. Oh my god. Now this really? is my sweet aunt Linda, but she's also Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh you don't oh, no. want to say she turned around, she said, What did you just call me? She looked her in the eye and said, Bitch. Oh my god. Now, Tanya, because she's in a Beth Dutton state of mind lately, mm. would have crawled over the counter. My Aunt Linda just left. She calls her husband. Uh, when she gets home, they talk about it, and he's just this really, you know, I mean, she is too, but he's really calm and collected. And mm-hmm. so he's, I'm just going to call the owner. So he calls the owner, and he said, "Look, I, I don't want to make a big deal out of this, but you should just know how a customer of yours was treated." Yeah, I mean, that's right, right. Uh, you would absolutely think- unacceptable for anyone to be treated, even if they are being. Really right. rude, which does he, not seem to be the case no, here. No, it all. wasn't. No. So, uh, so he he's talking to the owner again of Droggy and Sons Farm Stand <laughs> in South Glastonbury, where they do not carry all kinds of apple pies. Don't get it wrong. So he calls the guy up and he says, uh, "Look, I know I'm a small businessman, and I know you're in the middle of your season." And I also know what it's like to get an employee right now. But you should know after the holidays, maybe, you know, some disciplinary action here. Uh, And the guy goes, "Uh uh-huh. Well, I'm sorry. And my uncle Ed says, oh, okay. Yeah, well, what? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. And hangs up the phone. And he's telling me this. Mm. He's telling me this at the table. And I'm like, have we lost our minds? Have we really gotten to a point where business people don't even know that the customer is always right? Now, when I said that at the table, my son and daughter said, customer's not always right, dad. And I said, no, in business, you just put up with it. Right. You just put up with it. Traditionally, that's the way you handle it. Correct. Situation. You just let it go. Certainly a customer that's been going there for multiple decades. Right. You try to understand maybe what Unless pie. she was lying about yeah, where true. she gets her pies. That's true. Uh, and I thought, this is, this is typical Northeast stuff. Yeah. This is typical Northeast. But I think it's starting to happen all over the country. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, I, certainly a lot of employees now, you, you see horror stories from business owners all the time that are trying to hire people. And they'll just be like, yeah, if you're not going to give me a $5,000 bonus to start, you know, I'm not coming. You know, there's, they just, there's this entitlement of, of the employee. They think they can do whatever My they son, want. And, I, you know, like, I think there it, should be a balance, right? They shouldn't just be like the business owner rolling over their employees. Nobody wants that. But the opposite is also ridiculous. But I will tell you, though, I mean, my son just got a job mm-hmm. and he went in for his interview and he comes home and I said, how'd your interview go? 
And he said, well, I got the job. And I said, great. How did the interview go? Because I was going to go over it with him. And he yeah. said, um, they called me in and said, your name's Rafe? Yes. Do you have a social security card? Uh, yeah, but I don't have it with me. Good. Bring it in tomorrow. You're hired. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that is how desperate people are for workers. Yeah, you weren't here uh, last week. Uh, Pat and I did the show. But Pat was saying, telling a story. He went to Taco Bell. Not really a, a, a completely crazy story uh, from Pat or myself to go right. to Taco Bell. Correct. And he went to Taco Bell, and there was a sign on the door that said, uh, now hiring, uh, work today, get paid today, same day payment now. Oh my gosh. So like they're now just <laughs> come in. Look, come in today. You will start today and we will pay you today. Please come in to give nacho fries okay, out to people. So I let's say <laughs> I had been at a Taco Bell recently well, as well. You? I know. I know. I saw something I couldn't believe and it was written, you know, like somebody took a marker right. to the hiring now thing. Yeah. And it said $250 <laughs> A referral fee and they had cut it out they had they had x'd it out yeah. and put one thousand dollar referral fee and i'm like how long <laughs> how long does somebody have to work at taco bell for taco bell to go that's worth a thousand dollars it's incredible i mean it's, i mean this is lit if you are out there looking for a job you are in the middle of the best job market we will ever see and you will be able to get in the ground floor you will be known <laughs> as the yeah. essential worker you'll be running the dump you'll be the one yeah. coming out of the pie refrigerator going listen broad <laughs> All right. Uh, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. We need to stick together now more than ever. And uh, there's one mobile company that you should stand with because they're standing with you. They stand in defense of free speech, liberty for religious freedom. This is a patriotic country uh, or company that believes in our country and believes in the same things that you do. And then they go a step further. They actually apply it to their lives and what they contribute to they're on the leading edge as donations uh to many many causes that you uh have near and dear to your heart second amendment being one of them make the switch today if you do it they'll give you a free month of service don't wait the offer ends december 5th reliable nationwide coverage for less and minus the leftist propaganda etc etc it's Patriot Mobile. They have a plan that will fit any budget. PatriotMobile.com slash back or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash back. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Stu, I think we have one of your uh, your heroes on. Matt Ridley is on next. <laughs> yeah, I love Matt Ridley. He's I a great, great author, or a very uh, a, a very important mind. I think you know he's a very he looks at things in a in a bit of a skeptical way, and sometimes gets attacked for that. But he's, he's but he's also very british so mm. <laughs> even if he's wrong, yeah, it sounds right. right. Oh yes, you that's know? very <laughs> you true. Know what I mean? He's, even if he's saying the dumbest thing he could possibly say, right. he'll sound smart saying it. I wonder if the English think no matter what we say, 
we sound dumb? That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> maybe, maybe Matt can answer it. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll uh, ask him the COVID stuff first. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He has a book out called Viral, uh, yeah. which is about the really origins good. of COVID. Have you read it? Uh, I, haven't re- I haven't read it yet, no. I'm going to read it here uh, very soon. Um, because, I, I, you know, I, I read basically all of his stuff when it comes out. So uh, I'm excited to read it. Um, can I bring up one other thing, too, yeah. before we get to Matt? This is sort of branching off your last point. And this is, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, especially to our, our northern... Uh, blue state audience, which is a very large blue state audience. Most of them want to escape. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're the ones looking at prison time. <laughs> I, I was looking at the, the announcement from New York. They've, they've gone into a state of emergency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they uh, over the mm-hmm. Omicron variant. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, I, this is the first time I think I've really had this thought. I remember many times, and we've had these people on, I own a small business, they've shut me down, and, and I work here, and they're, they're, not, they're making me wear a mask, and they're, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I've always felt really bad for the people in those situations. For the first time, I was like, you know, it's been two years, it's time to get out. If you're staying in New York at this point, okay, wait, maybe wait. part of you maybe wants I, this. Could I just, <laughs> I mean, could I just, uh, just frame what he just said in this way? <laughs> yes. Back in the old days, in the 1930s, hmm. Jewish people were saying that to other Jewish <laughs> people that were in Germany. What's wrong with you? You can't see the right. Get out. Get out. Was that too strong? Uh, it's, it's shocking <laughs> that we ended there. I mean, I'm really stunned. This is the Glenn Beck Program.